This is Tin Pod Radio. Uh, I'm Rick Shea from Famous Faces and Funnies Comic and Toy Store in Melbourne, Florida. Please don't feel me because I know what I want. Please in Florida is just different. It's not just a local feeling, it's a fact. And I'm not just talking about the storms of natural hurricanes and rains. Whenever anything rains down on this state, it does it in cruel laughter. I guess when you look like a dick hanging off the crotch of America, that's just your lot in life. Julie and Lindsay have lived in Florida for a long time and they love it here. Yes, they complain about the bullshit ways the government operates and how ass hot it can be sometimes, but they love it here. And the main reason for that is because both of them are here and they love each other. It's that simple for them. Julie rolled over looking at Lindsay's face, which was danced in one of those childlike expressions of joy that only Lindsay could muster up. She smiled a grin of her own. Hers also had a large amount of joy in it. And it was for the most part a smile of sexual satisfaction. It was the same smile Julie gave Lindsay soon after they kissed for the first time and she had a look of total fulfilment on her face this time, also along with that smile of satisfaction. With sweat dripping off her nose and down her face, Lindsay winked at Julie. Yeah, I just gave you one of the best lays of your life. Lindsay reached over towards Julie, and she held her hand up and started spreading her fingers as if she was going to circle all five of them around one of Julie's nipples, but she swiftly started to mercilessly tickle the love of her life. They both rolled around on the blanket they had brought with them, taken from the back of Julie's car, and laid down on the roof of the factory building where they both worked up until this morning. Only an hour after they both left, with I quit words of fuck you and you can take this mouse and shove it, combined they have worked the factory life for nine years and were at the point of either killing a large number of fellow co-workers to relieve stress, or quitting. They chose the latter. They were involved in the first about two years ago though. Damn frustrated geriatric set. They looked into each other's eyes without blinking, and didn't even notice what some looking into the sky that night thought was a falling star. Those people could not be any more wrong. But Lindsay and Julie just tasted each breath and each movement of each kiss, each touch, and hardly anything could have snapped them out of the spell they were sharing between one another. Hardly anything could have awoken them from the joyful moments they were giving to each other. The hardly part was about to hit really hard into the waters off the coast of Florida.
being in any branch or leaf of the military should make a person used to loud noises. The alarm alert was so loud it shook them both awake and that was before it really turned up in volume. It would have driven the dog of the place to howl but there wasn't a dog in the place. Just two with a bit of idiocy about them. What's this, Kenna? Speak English, you Durham Brit. The two men who live in this military installation have developed a half-asleep, half-awake lifestyle over time since being assigned their current duties. When the penalty for negligence is death, you pay attention at all times. Military life is bad enough on your nerves, but dealing with the black operations side of military life is like a heart attack coming each and every hour as you wait for something to happen. Something bad to happen. It was only by luck that they didn't have a heart attack when the alarm went off, because the sound it created was a cross between a child's scream turned up a billion times on an airplane flight from New York to Australia, and the most sleep-waking car alarm you can imagine. In the five years Sergeant Scott and Lieutenant Siders had been stationed at this Black Ops base, which is secretly under a United States Air Force base somewhere, they never had one real alert, and only a few false ones. Most of the false alerts were planted stories thrown out every so often by the underclass black operation units. Reporters feed information to cause confusion in case something real did happen. Like now. They rushed out both barely dressed and jumped into their seats at their workstations. They instantly had one thought cross both of their minds. Damn these leather seats are cold to a bare ass. The readings are real, was the first spoken thing Sergeant Scott said turning to look at his duties partner. Siders, in a very stereotypical Cockney British accent, said something along the lines of Holy shit! This writer really needs to learn how to write accents one day. But until then, one holy shit is as good as another holy shit. Is that right, Stacey? We hope you've enjoyed this Tan Pod Radio Fiction Audio Production, narrated by Stacy Taylor. You can find Stacy on Twitter at StaceBobT, and her podcast is popcultureparlor.podbean.com. This story is written by Brian C. Williams, edited by Christina Caceres, copyrighted 2017, System Productions.